Alone in a room, it's just me and my blue. I feel so lost, because I don't know what to do. Now, why did I choose the wrong thing to view? I'm so afraid, ashamed, and barely amused. So I need to talk to Vince and ask him who is writing, especially yesterday when the end got so cloudy. High key, I'm so unsure. So I'm here with my remarks. That's Reverse Realm. I am Robbie Brockovich. We're getting to the bottom of the bullshit. And on this episode, we'll be discussing the WWE yard sale, days of future endeavors pass, a derailed express, and cash shit. Because this, this is the cash shit podcast. I'm so confused. (laughs) I'm going to cry. What the fuck, man? Was, I'm jump. I, I'm gonna jump right into the end of Raw. I'm sorry, cause I just finished watching it like 30 minutes ago. Dive in. I'm here. <clears throat> Support this. What the hell? <laughs> you want to know why? First of all, well, no. You, you go ahead. You get get it out. Get it out, baby. You go ahead. I'm gonna drink my water and shut, I'm gonna shut my fat ass up. I, 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 I feel like I'm just going to sound like, I feel like people are just going to be like, well, Rel, have you ever seen a fucking horror movie before? Because, I mean, I have the same questions during horror movies. So it's, it, why did she not try to escape the building? Why did she go into a room with double doors? Like, she went past a door, or through a door, to go through another door and lock herself in <laughs> behind two doors. It was very white woman horror tropes. It was like, and she went to the main door to exit and it was locked, you know, because demons can lock doors. Demons have keys. Um, I just, um, my larger concern, here's okay, here's what it is for me. I'm going to give you what the, yesterday's Raw was good until that. And that's and it's the, yeah. it's the complete inverse of what Raw has been for us. Raw has been horrible, but Alexa has been on. So that was the complete inverse of everything we've known of Raw for the past five to six months. And it's what's even more perplexing is they found a space with Bray where we never even brought up horror tropes. Because they just knew, they kind of had found a good pocket with insanity, quirky, downright just strange, but kind of building this this specific universe of horror for Bray, which Alexa had been paralleling until last night when they got corny, kind of hokey, and I yeah, was it like... Yeah, B-movie horror, like... Um, it's- Written I by have, Tyler Perry, like he, he got, <laughs> it, got, <laughs> it, it got very bad very quickly, and I was just kind of like, mm. "Here's the worst part about it for me." For me, we've said before when this all started, when Alexa started hinting at her having an issue with someone, and it becoming clear to us that that it was Shayna. It made no we sense. We said, "Well, right. that's weird." Yeah, Shayna and Alexa, that's a weird. If that didn't stand out so, so bad in that ring with all this nonsense, it, 
Shayna Baszler is a badass. Period. She would have just punched Alexa in the fucking face. Period. Knocked her off that damn swing and went on about her business. Period. It is she is the wrong person. They have miscast this horror. Uh, I don't know. They even, completely I mean, miscast even, this. Even whenever like Taker went up against Stone Cold, Taker had to up his ante because like the regular brand of like fear mongering uh you know his genre of fear mongering wasn't going to work anymore like he had to take it to the hilt and crucify him like he had to literally just dig in his bag a little bit deeper and pull out some shit like that we was just like oh well damn fuck where's where this get ready to go like he had to go there with it because right because austin was like nah i'm because he cut a promo. I'm a badass. and like so i'm saying like, right he's like nah i'm gonna just whoop your ass alexa <laughs> it should it should have taken a while for alexa to get to Shayna baszler it should have taken a while and it, we should have had more time with the character in ring and seeing what a, it amounts to in ring before we picked someone like a, a, a certified grappler, a certified badass in Shayna Baszler. It just it, we we called a mismatch weeks ago, um, and it's definitely living up to the mismatchness of it all. Yeah, to your point, when in the lead up to SummerSlam 1998. Um, it was revealed Taker and Kane were in cahoots. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, they were wrecking niggas, you know, using the ooga booga voodoo and all that <laughs> and just running through the roster. And they did all that. The next week, Stone Cold, while Taker and Kane were in the ring, got on the mic and was like, listen, at some point tonight, I'm going to just beat the shit out of Kane and get him out the way. And I'll see you at SummerSlam on the t- Like... Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what he did that night. So they have completely meant like this would have been fine for a Nikki Cross. I don't know mm-hmm. why we just let that go. This would have been fine for her. Like, imagine the fiend coming back and targeting Drew and Drew starts running around acting scared of stuff. Like that doesn't make any yeah. fucking sense. It's so weird. For one of the baddest women on a roster and it's so weird. to put up with some stuff. It's it's just not it's good. So weird. It's not good already. And it, and it, and it missed it missed the mark whenever she stomped out that uh out the doll and we got that creepy grin. It should have been lights out, lights back on, and we have we have you know Lily from WrestleMania. We have black, you know, the dark blood on her face, the, the upside down crown. Like it should have gone there immediately. We didn't need. We don't need her to have to run through a maze of of, of, of backstage, uh, you know, doors and, and hallways. We needed to immediately see like Lily, and it needed to give. Oh, bitch, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. Like, nah, baby doll. Uh-uh. Like, it needed to go. While we still have the ability to suspend, you know, more disbelief because we don't have a live crowd yet because they come back in a month. So while we still mm-hmm. have the ability to kind of pre-record, and which which a lot of that was pre-record, use it to your to your advantage. Up the fucking ante. Go there. Stop wasting time. And because uh, you, you guys don't, don't necessarily do good with a, with a bill necessarily. Go ahead and go there. Right? Go ahead and jump out there. And and back to Nikki Cross. Um, not that this is going to happen because this makes too much sense. But it feels like something like that is still coming for her because she's just too feel good right now. She's the most feel good she's been in a long time. And this underdog thing, it's weird. It doesn't fit. We know Nikki Cross from not even just NXT. From being a two-time women's tag team champion on main roster. Stop y'all shit. Stop it. Stop it. 
Yeah, she she is no more than an accessory to Charlotte and the other girl and their program. She's an accessory. And once she's not even that's she's not even in a program. It's it's pretty much give like Nikki got her ass beat the whole match. And then the only reason she got up, she got the fall on the that woman with that's running around with the belt is because Charlotte attacked her and gave her natural selection. No, no, so not, again, no. She didn't just give her natural space. selection. She naturally selected her through the mat. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she lawn darted that woman into, I was in, I was in here in stitches. She put that woman's skull. That was like a Jake the Snake DDT type of a drop. Like, I was thinking like, damn, Charlotte, did you, like, that was Rhea's best outing. And it still wasn't great, but like, yeah, you can't be around Charlotte and play. If you're going to be around the queen, you got to step your pussy all the way up. And I'll give it to her for last night. Though not anything markedly amazing, her best outing to date. And we said that the time before that she had a good outing. So maybe we're starting to tick up and we can finally mention her name in in a positive sentence. Because to date, (laughs) Um, but yeah. Well, it, it it is what it is with her. Um, you know, if she improves and we we like what we see, we're gonna say it. You know, yeah. we're realists. We don't we don't fake the funk or whatever. Um, I'm a '90s baby. Um, so but uh, again, Nikki You're a is 90s like kid. she's an accessory. You're a '90s kid. Yeah, You're an '80s baby. Kid. Yes, that's what I'm an '80s baby, '90s mm-hmm. kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Nikki again, accessory. Like nothing about this is building. Nikki as a At threat, as all. somebody who's important. Nothing. This is doing absolutely nothing for her Mm-mm. because once Charlotte and Rhea are done with one another, then essentially Nikki's done because again, she she's a bracelet on the, on this feud. Yeah, I, I agree, and I was almost mad that that Oscar didn't get the pin over Rhea last night but then I thought about it and I was like that was a that was a dud pin that's a that's a pin a a, a, a heel takes or a fl- it's a fluke win so no Oscar deserves a win-win so I was like I didn't mind Nikki even getting that win but again Nikki's being wasted in this Nikki should still be tied to this moment with Alexa um and it's I mean like I've always said breaking storm back and and with Nikki in tow giving very much yeah 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 mama coming to get you you're like so there's still some juice there, um, and maybe, maybe that's the, what the hold off is. Maybe we got to get Nikki back on TV and kind of build her up to be something remotely, you know, visible, let alone, not necessarily viable, but at least visible before we make the turn. Hopefully, because otherwise, this is making no sense, and and the Raw Women's Division is poised for yet another shakeup because we get uh, Eva Marie next week, and and we hear, hearing she may have a heavy in tow. So the women's roster on Raw is overbooked, overstacked. Um, we need to send some ladies to SmackDown, especially since they decided to let go of Ruby Goddamn Riot. Well, um, <clears throat> make that make... Let me tell you something. In terms of just packaging, look, tandem offense, the Riot Squad arguably... And I'll give the sexy muscle friends, they've been they've been gelling, but they not they're not in ter- behind the iconics in terms of what just feels like a natural team, the riot squad was that. It was right there. Yep. 
They didn't even, never even had a good run ever. On, ever did they even have a good feud? No, and and with, or with, a feud period with each other, yes. But beyond, and that wasn't even great. But with with that being said, and this is no shade. You know, I live for Bump Goddess. I think she is a, a beautiful girl, even more so out of makeup. I love I love her tenacity. I love her sales. But of the two to let go, Liv Morgan was the one to let go. And you let go of Ruby Riot. And that that didn't even make sense. Like, because there's so many, like she was active on TV and one of the only tag teams y'all have in a horribly put together tag division. Um, Everyone they let go. And talented as fuck. Everyone they let go in that last wave. And what's that now, the fourth or fifth wave of releases? Everyone they let go in that release had just been on TV. Every last one of them. I just it it, it, it that and and the and for them to say they like most of them to say they did not know and they were blindsided by this. I, yeah, all of them said it. I, all of them said they had no I, idea. Man, like what like what, what does this do? And I get. I don't get. I mean, not because we, there's a lot of speculation as, as to why this is still occurring. Um, and like we talked about outside of the podcast, you know, which is and which called for us to do one in between everything with the cash out. Um, this is starting to kind of remove like immunity. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're starting to cut people like Braun Strowman and Ruby Riot. Um, and not not to even put her on Ruby's level, but Lana was just, in, uh, just had just been in a tag team match that week. Alistair was had just got repackaged and had attached Big E. None of this is making sense. You gonna have to get out, sir. If you gonna be in here, Zerzies don't. He didn't agree. He didn't agree. Even in the cat world, yeah, this booking is right. making no sense. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. Ruby Riot is a, a head scratcher because h- how much money are can right. I be paying her? Right, and also she is she's needed. She was yep. a part of one of the only damn tag teams y'all had with the with the Riot Squad and with Natty and Tamina and with Nia and Shayna across. Three across the two brands, y'all had three tag teams. I, um, then you got the Muscle Friends, and then you got the um, you have Ravishing, Ravishing Glow, who y'all also split up. Yep. So y'all took down two tag teams by firing half of each. Shayna and Nia are now split, split and done. So you have two tag teams. That's it. Sexy Muscle Friends and the tag team champions. What the fuck? And like I said, like. You know, a lot of, uh, for me, a lot of what makes a tag team is is not just it's it's surface, but it's it's about uniformity. It's about tandem offense. It's about a tag team name. It's about theme music. It's about two people congealing under the auspices of one philosophy as a team and saying this is how we operate as a team. And the women have just not been given that. They're like they don't even have a, like they don't they don't even have a, a name. What was the, what was the name we said the uh, the the directive? Why 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 can't we do that? Why? It's nothing but you saying it on broadcast. You know, even with the even with the, some of the men. If not for um, 
Pat McAfee, no one would be calling Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rule the Dirty Dogs, but me and you. What's so? What's what's what is what is the affront? What is the issue with tag teams? Why, why do you all not like tag teams? It's the easiest way to suspend the most amount of people at one time in a given feud match. It doubles your exposure. If it's a fatal four way, now you got eight guys. That that's that's they that's half the roster from the back now on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the easiest way to occupy the most people outside of a big gimmick match like a a, um, a Money in the Bank or a Royal Rumble or Survivor Series. It's the easiest way to tell a story, uh, one story for half the price. I don't understand what is so fucking hard about booking tag teams. Well, you gotta you gotta have some first. <laughs> that that they, you can start there. But you when start you, with you having they, they had some and they spent all of nineteen twenty and now twenty one de, like decimating. Demol- yeah, they've demolished the women's tag team division. And the men's demolished. don't forget they were pulling and the men yeah, apart. They were pulling the men apart and they're only putting like the men some of the men <laughs> together now because it's it could be those first of type moments. We, our current SmackDown champions are literally just because they're father and son, which I get. It's it's epic. It's momentous. I get it. Cool. But, like, that's the only reason it's happening. That's the only fucking the, reason it's happening. Dominic is the most <laughs> unbelievable, non-convincing wrestler I have seen in so long. I don't believe anything he is doing he, like when they need to all, drop their straps and they need and Ray, all, and Ray needs to take him no, to NXT. Period. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Roman Reigns <laughs> wore Dominic the fuck out on SmackDown, and I got all of my life. But and however, it looked like child abuse. <laughs> It looked like straight up child abuse. I was like, this is everything, but I'm also just a tad bit uncomfortable. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to be, but maybe for a different reason. This looks like he's beating up Rey Mysterio's child. And he is, but it looks like he's beating up Rey Mysterio's <laughs> child. Which, so, is, which is also weird because Dominic's not he's small. He's not, but he looks like a child yeah. still. Ray, it, needs, Ray needs to pack his bags for him, take him to NXT, drop him off, and pretend to go pick up some cigarettes and never come back. That like, <laughs> like, <laughs> needs to take him on the, the same tour that Rick took Charlotte on when Natty went met, went down there and met Brett. Like, it, it take him to NXT, do him some favors, and take him to NXT. Just take him to NXT. Let that be the story. Let it be the story. It's there's nothing wrong with that. Take him down there. I want you to. I want you to go fight some of the best competition that this this company has, and I want you to be groomed and and not even that. It's a way to hide him from Vincent and avoid getting fired. Apparently. Um, let me take, let me take you to NXT for safe haven and put you down here and and let's see what we can we can make of you there because there's people down there that will make sure um that boy looks like gold on the other end of that. Um, I don't hate him. I don't think he's unserviceable. I just think he needs time, and he didn't have the time in the Indies. He didn't have the he didn't have the exposure. You know, the most he's the and and he's had a great teacher and a father. Don't get me wrong. Like that's probably one of the best fathers can have like, teachers you can have in the same same sentence you know so i'm not i'm he just needs seasoning he needs some seasoning and, and he also he also is too big to wrestle how he wrestles he can't wrestle like his dad he's too big same thing with how charlotte had to adapt because though she's a woman she's big in regards to the other women she had to adapt 
for her size and stature inside. To be her clear, position. I am I'm not saying that Dominic is a bad wrestler or that like his moves aren't crisp or anything like that. I don't pay enough attention to him to even give an opinion on that. That when I say he's not believable, it's because of his how he looks. I'm that's all I'm talking about. His aesthetic. He he looks like he's 14 years old <laughs> to me. He looks like a tall 14-year-old boy. So when Roman Reigns, this big ass <laughs> man of a man, <laughs> was waxing that ass, <laughs> I was like, yo, this straight up looks like child abuse. <laughs> Dominic still looks like a 14-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. He's just tall. That is it. He looks like a tall 14 year old. So that's why it's just not believable to me. Um Yeah, that's all I really had to say about him. Um, (laughs) I would like to talk about something that we like. um, Before before we jump over to that. You you um, still want to be negative? Okay. Not negative, but but, uh, we we touched on on Strowman. I ain't never Strowman was huge. I don't know who the hell you talking about. Wait, what? Braun Strowman? Did we not talk about this? We did in passing, but I I, I just wanted to just step back for a second and just make sure we... we on on the on the podcast, did we talk about this on the podcast? Was oh no, we had, we had, no, this happened like, in between. In, yeah. yeah, yeah, we had, we did the cash outs and then oh, okay, and that, yeah, okay. we, we didn't touch on Braun at all. This is that's why I wanted to bring up. That's why it's that's why I said days of future endeavors past. Um, and that's why I started with yeah. movie. But um, yeah, Braun is that that is huge, and it's a segue to the next topic. But uh, Braun, like I said a minute ago, removes immunity to some degree. Um, you and I talked yeah, about it. And Braun Strowman is somebody that Vince McMahon was in love with. Yeah, which makes which which begs the question: Is this beyond Vince's control at this point? And and that being because of uh, the sale, the potential sale that made that is rumored. To I be going I cannot think of a reasonable. I, I can't fathom how they released Braun Strowman. <laughs> and, and it, it makes no sense. Um, <clears throat> there was plenty of other money to cut mm-hmm. in other places from people who aren't being used, who haven't been used in forever. Braun Strowman was in a high-profile match at WrestleMania. You don't get on WrestleMania against Shane McMahon if you're not important. Okay? Check the list. Vince McMahon, Undertaker, those are people who have wrestled Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. AJ Styles, you know, The Miz. Okay, so Braun Strowman, somebody that Vince has always been in love with, he is a pet project of Vince McMahon himself and the WWE. He has no ties to anywhere else in wrestling aside from WWE. He is a legitimate plug-in main eventer. He's the new Kane. At any moment in time, he could be plugged into the main event in a title picture, and you won't bat an eye because, yes, he could beat anybody at any given moment, and he's believable. He's a certified main eventer, and y'all released him. He was just in the WWE title match. Yeah. For budget cuts, I... Mm, it ain't adding for me. Nah. Yeah, it the, ain't, the math it ain't, ain't math. Yeah, especially with where they've, where they've said expenditures for talent... Um, salaries fall and like their overall expenditures like the percentage is supposed to be it, it just it's not making any sense especially after you've had four or five cuts including corporate 
including the whole um, digital division that was dealing with the network, including all your live show people are gone and you're having like hand over fist record profit breaking years. I'm lost. I'm lost. I am so lost. Yeah. How you can cite budget cuts when you have made more money than you ever have before. And you're going to continue to because you're locked into $3 billion deals. I, I, I just don't get, and you haven't had to spend any money on travel and shit like that and buying buildings or renting buildings and things like that. You had to, I don't know how much the Thunderdome costs to produce or to create and all that, but regardless, y'all are making more money than ever before. And you have competition that is creeping on your ass. Yeah. And you release a major name in your company. You cannot tell me that Vince McMahon preferred to release Braun Strowman over a bunch, two, three, or four guys that mm-hmm. would equal the amount of money Braun Strowman is making. Let's say Cedric Alexander, uh, Drew, Drew Gulak, Drew Gulak, Drew Gulak, Mustafa Ali, like, huh? Tucker, Tucker, is he still there? No, Tucker's gone. He got. He was in like the second, gone. Okay. second or third wave of releases. Of Tazawa, like Angel Garza, like like don't huh? forget, and don't forget, like they had let go of uh, of um, Gulak and and Daniel Bryan. You know, got him drug back in there. And don't forget, like Daniel Bryan has tried to go home, and they won't let him. <laughs> like like it's people that have tried to go home that y'all won't let go nowhere. So it's interesting. I would love to know right at this point, like who who's even considered Teflon. And like you and I have talked about it, like, you know, from a business perspective, if you're looking at this thing, it's just like from a contractual ROI standpoint, who's pushing merch, who's doing X, Y, and Z. Um, I get that from a, the perspective of looking at it as a business, as an ROI return on investment. And you're looking at like merch push things of that nature. But we talked about as well how volatile wrestling can be and how a guy can go from or a girl can go from being obscure to being over in nuclear in, in a couple of months to a year's time, if not less. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's interesting. It's hard to look at that business from a traditional business model standpoint of, oh, this person isn't producing worth their contract. And then at that point, why not negotiate the contract? Why not look at the downside? Why not look at the different things and different ways to say, hey, we want to keep as many people on as we can and not directly feed our competition. But instead, you know, um, I'm confused. How do you, in a matter of months, in a matter of months, how do you go from not wanting to release Andrade who you weren't using, who wasn't doing shit, who was mm. sitting at home, to releasing Braun fucking Strowman. I don't understand. Something ain't right in the water. Yeah. And like, and like, and then like, so who in the brass approved a repackaging for Aleister Black after his wife got let go? At that point, he's collateral. Because you know, once a couple gets split up, it's a matter of time before they both gone or before, or the other one comes back. But it was. It, I can. I can see where in their mind it would make sense to go ahead and cut out, especially after how how it got shady with Zelina. But instead, somebody in Brass said, "Let's keep him and have him re-debut. 
And at the, I mean, from music being ready, vignettes being shot, new attire, he trims up, this, that, that, all these things that are in play are in motion, like this vast, not vast, but this, you know, really concerted effort to get him back over is put in, into motion. And then you pull the plug? Who Just is out it? of nowhere. Who isn't talking up top? Who isn't speaking? Who didn't go, hey, uh-uh, not him. We just spent uh, uh, asked some money to get him. So it's not about the money, because you just wasted money on production. Granted, all most of this in-house, you still spent time, effort, labor, whatever the case may be, on repackaging this, and that equates to money. So you spent money to cut money. I don't, I don't real MC MC dead hands. I don't like this. I don't like this shit. Like, <laughs> what are we? It's just, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's literally, we get on them and have got on them for the previous 16 episodes of this podcast about long term booking. But goddamn, if you like, you, there's, no, there's like, there's no long term anything in this company. No, like, there's plenty of people that are sitting in catering. There's plenty of people that are sitting in catering that have, like, nothing even on the schedule to get to happen. And this man, you just repackaged, rebranded, and are about to drop, and you just, you just dropped him back in the water, and you say, him, get him out of here. I, 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 I okay. I don't it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be for something major that, has nothing to do for you to ignore current storyline and packaging and everything you've done for Alistair Black to bring him back. Um, and you did. You started this program with Big E to ignore that to <clears throat> release a certified main eventer at any point in time that you want him to be a a very recognizable wrestler, <laughs> yeah. superstar in wrestling. Yeah. <clears throat> with seemingly no regard of hey we may be feeding him to our direct competition there has to be something going on that's bigger than the tv product and mm-hmm. that is only the business inside the boardroom <laughs> so everyone has speculated that they're, you know, cutting overhead to make the company look as profitable as possible for a potential buyer. Let me play devil's advocate. What if we're looking at it the wrong way? What if they're cutting overhead for a different reason? Mm -hmm. What if they're cutting overhead and... (sighs) The spending, because these guys get paid on a weekly basis. I believe payroll is done on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and these guys get checks every Friday. So what if they're trying to cut back the money they're spending weekly and Braun would be a a good chunk when you add on Alistair and and Tom Phillips and and Ruby, you know, you get a good chunk of change that you save every every you know payroll, which is weekly. What if they're doing that to purchase something else? Mm. That had not crossed my mind at all. But what, what would if they be purchasing? Because if they're not right, but so if they're not devil's advocate, right? If they're not selling, if there's no 
truth to the sell rumors, Vince is not selling his company. Um, <clears throat> then the only other way trying but quote unquote budget cuts and saving that much money weekly makes sense is if you want to use that for something else. Hmm. What could they be looking at purchasing? What is possible to purchase out there for the WWE? Mm. I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm literally asking. I'm just, mm. what if we're looking at it the wrong way? Mm. This new president, Nick Khan, has clearly come in with a plan and agenda. The board has clearly said, listen, we got to do this, that, and the third because we got to get here. Mm-hmm. And he is making moves because from from all accounts, this is all stemming, all these big decisions are stemming from Nick Khan and his vision for the WWE. He wiped out a bunch of people in the offices to bring in his own people, which you do. Yeah. You know, you come in in a supervisory position, no matter where you are, it can be Burger King. You're going to want people you know. Yeah. And that's going to be loyal to you working under you because the people that's already there are loyal to the person who hired them. Yeah, it's a regime change. Anytime you have a regime change. Yes, it's a regime change. So that's what happened. And they've condensed all these... um, all these departments, like the digital department, there were like three or four. They've cut that down to one. You know, I think I said this one time before. Uh, you got four different departments for digital with 50 employees all together. Why not just have one with 10 employees and they just got to do a little bit extra work mm-hmm. to cover? You know, so that's what he's been doing. So it has been budget cuts. It has been. I just can't see it being because we're in a pandemic because as much money as they lost going on the road, they made up by not having to go on the road. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, it kind of cancels itself out. Yeah. And then you sign in these billion dollar deals. Right. They got Peacock and, in the middle of all of that and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if we're doing budget cuts, if we're doing budget cuts and not selling, then we have to be doing budget cuts to purchase. Yeah, that's the only other thing that makes any sense. I mean, I, I, it, to sell a business that has just been prided on being family owned for, and I, it happens. It happens. It's happened a lot of times. People franchise, people go global. They, you know, whatever the case may be. But I don't. You do that in order to allocate more resources. This this is a, a company that's not even that's no that's not short on any resources whatsoever. So it's just really interesting that. You know, I, I've always looked at it as being an inheritance. I think everybody's always thought Shane, Stephanie, Triple H were going to be who were at the helm at some point. And so it's really interesting when you bring the concept of a sale up, you know, how that looks. Is it, a, is it something that where they come in and they pretty much are just the purse strings and you leave, you know, the people in control of creative in, you know, in place and now they just have somebody to kind of foot the bill for everything? Is it that? Do they, do they need that? So it's, it's a lot of things that just... You know, we're not in those meetings. We don't know. This is all pure speculation, but it's definitely incongruent with just what we've known of this family run enterprise up to date. And so it's just a very interesting look. But it's also even stranger that in huge and a huge profit surplus, as far as we know, and as far as what's reported fiscally, there's no need for budget cuts in terms of talent. 
So it's really all of it's very, very curious, very, very fucking curious. And I can only imagine what morale looks like backstage. I can only fucking yeah, imagine. Like, you think you good? You in a program? You you about, you, you just got out of the WWE title picture? You you think you safe? Nope. They used to be what they, they used to be what saved you. They used to be what saved you. Being being right. in a being in a program used to be you know what was what was saving you. Um, and no, no more. There's no more of that. So now you got who? Who's safe? You got Roman Reigns and his family, <clears throat> and under that, you've got the Seth Rollins tier. I would, I would consider Seth Rollins pretty much Teflon at this point. I would say anybody that's out on on leave, like you got Lacey, Becky still on leave, and you got Ronda. All of them are pregnant. They can't let none of them go right now. Oh, all of them are had children, right? So they can't, well, then they're, they're not letting yeah. Becky go yeah, and, because Becky brings in too much. Yeah, they're money. not letting Becky or Ronda go. Lacey's safe because you can't drop a, a woman on maternity leave. Bray is safe because he's kind of in this. I will. I I, I hope. But I would think with the whole well, is he? I, That's yeah, I don't know. But I think with the whole mention of like mental health and wellness and whatnot, self care, that that hopefully means um, he's that they I, they done worse. I don't know. No, they let go of Leo Rush. Yeah, they did. Right in the middle they of that, did. they sure did. They let go of um, what's the other dude? They sure did. ACH. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's also a way to spin that. Uh, spin totally, totally spin. There's also a way to spin that mm-hmm. by saying, "Oh, we want him to take care of his mental health mm-hmm. without having to worry about, you know, the job and work." This totally a way to spin no, that is. to make they're, it look like you care about the brain. Yeah, no one good in them. So brain ain't safe. <laughs> Not brain. Here's the thing. Here's my right. Here's my thing. If you're trying to save all this money. There is one place you can go to save all of you. Didn't have to fire any of these people who are on TV who are contributing to the current product. You want to save all this this money. There is a huge contract out there for a guy that is literally sitting home doing nothing. And granted, mm-hmm. I understand everything mm-hmm. he's done for the company and mm-hmm. all of that. So does he deserve? Yes. But if we're making this business first and we're we're seemingly not concerned about what this is going to do for the competition, why is the Undertaker sitting at home making three times as much money as everybody else? Yeah. I mean, with that being said, in general, like all those legend contracts, part-timer contracts, all of that stuff would need to be reassessed if this is about the bottom line. Because if this is about the preservation and the future of this company – then all of them part timers and, and and legends got to get looked at again. They got you got at least got to review. Okay, who do we have on the, on a legends contract right now? They that they just what's the what's right. the point? They signed Taker to a twenty to twenty five year deal. I think it's twenty five mm. for mad money because Conrad booked him for his Starcast event to do a fucking podcast. Mm. That's why they signed him to that. They pulled him from that, said he couldn't do it. They called taking him like, what are you doing? Do you know how this looks? Ba-da-da. Sign that man to mad money. Now, again, I know if there's anyone there who deserves 
mm-hmm. to be able to sit at home and just make money. It's Taker, Sean. It's those two. Yeah, they should be able to sit at home, get on the web, like make their money. look for new knee, like right. buy new knees on Amazon, buy new hips on Amazon. Like they deserve to be able to yes, upgrade and be bionic and, and yeah, totally understand. I get it. But if we're looking but at it, however, right, because like we talked exactly. about, you're removing you're removing the emotional fascia. You're re- you're removing you're removing the things that are things that we think about because we love this business, we love this genre of entertainment. Like we said, you know, like I, we were saying. A guy can go from being not shit to being hot shit in a week in wrestling. You can go nuclear for no reason in wrestling and be over out of nowhere. And now all of a sudden you're viable. So, but, but with that being said, that's because we know how wrestling works. If, if you're bringing in these outside people that don't give a fuck about none of that, and this is just by the books business and looking at returns, then it's kind of given, maybe this contract shouldn't be as big or maybe you shouldn't have it at all. Like it, it, it's a, it brings a lot of questions into play, but I don't know. I don't know what the inner workings are right now. I don't know how much power Ben still has. I don't know. It's just all very alarming to look at something that I love and to be really concerned about like, okay, what the fuck's going on? You know, and not yeah. and from the perspective of like, if Disney comes in and buys WWE, I don't know what I'm going to be looking at next year. I don't know what this turns no into. I don't know what this becomes. Um, well, but here's the problem with that, though. So, realistically, NBC Universal should be the only realistic option mm-hmm. of who's purchasing because everyone's in these streaming wars, and then you have um, the TV channels who are in competition. It makes zero sense for Disney to buy WWE to produce content to feed to their competition on streaming Peacock. Right. Like, you're going to keep... Does that make any sense? Like, we're going to buy this to produce Raw every week. And by the way, (laughs) when Raw is done, you can't watch it over here. You got to go to our competition and buy their streaming service. And watch it over there. That makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. I can't see any company buying the WWE while it has this Peacock NBC Universal deal, unless it's NBC Universal. It just doesn't make sense. And I mean, NBC Universal got the bag, but I, I do they? I, I don't know. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah, like I am, afra- I am I mean, afraid. Ideally, like you want to look at this, like okay, this might be the best thing that ever happened if they sell to NBC Universal, but Ben, but Vince, but Vince makes concessions to where Triple H essentially becomes Dana White from the UFC because Dana White does not own the UFC; he's the president of the UFC. He he books the matches, he takes care of the product. But he does not own it. There are brothers that own it. I forget mm-hmm, their names. Mm-hmm. So, but he knows what he's doing. So he runs for all intents and purposes. He's the face of it. Setting Triple H and Stephanie up to do that for life, being safe for life, barring, you know, any kind of crazy thing that would make the company or uh, the larger brand look crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like murdering somebody in the middle of the street or something, you know, some crazy shit. Barring anything like that, having them set for life as the people 
very much involved in the creative of the TV product. Then we're at a situation where we get what we've been asking for forever, and that's Vince to fucking retire and give this shit to Triple H, who's made it clear that he knows what the fuck he's doing over mm-hmm. on Tuesday nights now. Mm-hmm. You know, so we might get to that situation. That hell, we've been asking for years, but. It's also crazy and frightening because... It's very crazy and it's very frightening, especially for me being like a, a, a quasi-traditionalist. I mean, like, I'm a, I'm a third, you know what I'm saying? So, like, things that belong in families and in a family's own, and I get that they run their course, and a lot of the things that we use nowadays were corporations picking off and buying up mom and pops and knocking them out. And, and by no stretch of the imagination is WWE at this point a mom and pop, but it's it's just like, you know... It's all I've known for 40 years. The point years. is they turn it into something that you don't recognize. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, what happens when it goes, like, you know, I don't know. I, there's ways legally to make sure everybody's tied up and taken care of and that this thing is a conglomerate and stays, in, you know, associated with this family for, for life. I get that. Um, it just is, uh, it's weird being here for the ripple. You know, it's re- weird, it would be weird being here for this seismic shift in in, in terms of ownership. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, part of me, uh, yeah, part of me loves the idea of Vince retiring. Um, I just didn't think it would come like this. Um, I just think about the promo whenever he had the NWO coming and he wanted to inject poison into his, into his brand, uh, and, right. and kill it is that's what this feels like in real time. Um, so, you know, in NBC, NWO, uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's all very. It's just a weird time, man. It's and I, I just I cannot imagine what it feels like. The way like the women's rosters on Raw are literally smaller than the women's combined rosters on NXT. NXT has more women than they do now. I don't know about the men, but it's just kind of wild to me that like the women's roster on Main is now this small. It's just weird. It's just really like I think SmackDown has like six. Seven. 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 And, and, yeah. and you have, and, I mean, no one knows where Becky's going to land. We know Ronda's out indefinitely. Lacey's out indefinitely. Um, and we know that Eva and probably a heavy are the next two additions. Um, to Raw. To Raw. Right. Which doesn't need any more women. And I can't, I cannot imagine that Eva hits the ground with a heavy on Raw and doesn't want the Raw in the championship. There's nothing else that I want right now. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I didn't go through two two months of promos to come in here and want anything but that. Like, I mean, that's the only thing to want in that division, right? I mean, if you don't, if you're not in a tag team, there's nothing else to want. Yeah. So, um, they would very much do well with the secondary title that crosses brands. Yeah, a TV title. That's the first thing I would institute yeah. uh, to occupy that middle ground. But as of right now, they need to just work on rebuilding that tag division. That tag division is floundering. Um, and even the Raw Women's title, I mean, like, the only thing entertaining about that is Charlotte. Because, like, even, even whenever, like, Nikki chose Oscar yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, Oscar like, is over here and busy, not busy. I totally forgot about I when she was talking. I thought she was talking about Naomi because she was talking. About, oh, she has great outfits. She's like a superhero. I'm thinking of Naomi in all her colors. I completely forgot about Oscar. Totally same. So there's that, like, oh. Oh. which is totally unfortunate. You, which is a damn shame. The fact that she's such an afterthought is absolutely absurd. One of the best, not women, best superstars, best wrestlers 
period, in your company is an absolute afterthought after Triple H has made her one of the greatest champions in the company ever. It's it's absolutely crazy. So yeah, how, how you delimit Oscar to like to the to the to from a week to week basis that we could just forget Oscar was even like uh, it's just uh, Triple H has fed Vince so many ready to go superstars. He's given Vince no excuse and no reason not to have an active roster full of nothing but next generation talent. He can't say nothing yep. to, to Triple H. He can't say uh, Triple H has given that man. He has he not and it wasn't not for nothing. It wasn't people that he just favored and put in a spot and and got over because he liked them. He fed Vince certified the amount of fucking people main event. They have completely destroyed from their NXT move to the main roster, starting with people like the Ascension. Oh God, Bo Dallas. Like, uh, the Believe character was everything. But hold on, hold on, baby. Don't don't forget that Big E was an NXT world champion as well, baby. And don't forget that that they didn't have shit for him either. And and if if not for the fucking New Day risking their careers as a whole and putting everything on the line and saying, hey, we we believe in this thing that we're doing, they wouldn't be where they are. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Like, Like, Natalia went down there and not for fucking nothing, put her fucking stamp on Charlotte. And the girl been in the street, and the girl been in the atmosphere ever since. Like, it's so, I, I mean, Oscar ran a fucking muck down there. Ember Moon ran a muck down there. Like, you know, Naya, Naya's been okay. But, uh, but it's been a lot of people to come up from the, the Viking fucking Raiders. How do you play with the Viking fucking Raiders? Yeah, Viking, yeah. The War Raiders. Shayna. Shayna. Sure. Shayna, Shayna, Jesus Christ, was an ass kicker Period. in NXT. Period. She came up, had y'all booked that horrible, you know, elimination chamber and everything. She should have beaten Becky at WrestleMania. Period. Let's be, let's be clear. Um, not knowing Becky's pregnant, you know, uh, you know, twenty twenty vision is everything, but not knowing Becky's pregnant, she the plan should have been for her. To Becky had been champion for a year at that point, but not, but not even that. I mean, Becky bringing pregnant had nothing to do with that. She wrestled the match. She could have lost the. She could have lost saying. the match, right? No, no, yeah, yeah, no. Got to listen to what. So where I'm going with it, right? So Becky had been champion for a year. She's Teflon at this point. She is made. She mm-hmm. is top three Jones in the company. Mm-hmm. So she's made at this point. Title for a year. There is zero reason you don't use that, especially. At a WrestleMania where there are no fans to send home unhappy, because there's no fans here. No, no, especially when you had her give the goddamn right. no, belt so, away so the next that's month. That's what I'm saying. 2020 hindsight. Let Let's just go from step to step. Let's say we're at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know she's pregnant at this point. We don't know she's giving away the title. There's no reason to get to that point. You have Shayna wreck her ass. Period. At WrestleMania. Period. To establish that she is nothing to be fucked with. Period. You're not going to do anything but put even more sympathy on Becky Lynch and have her fight back up to yeah. Shayna because that chasing a babyface chase. Yeah. I mean, y'all had no problem doing it to Oscar or Rhea. Right. A babyface chase. That There was no reason not to establish 
Shayna at WrestleMania last year. I knew that it was I knew that and, it was crazy whenever they then, had her come in and bite the back of her neck. When she was biting the back of the Becky's right. neck, I was like, oh, I this forgot is, all about that. Exactly. I was like, oh girl, uh, get me out. This is dumb. Uh, but uh, like, and then so you fast forward a month later and it's given. Well, fuck, we really should have done that because uh, <laughs> Becky's pregnant and now it, and now we've we've completely wasted Shayna who just ran through an elimination chamber yoking out every bitch in there. It was, but here's the thing. It was no reason she couldn't have run through money in the bank and done the very same thing. It's no fucking reason. It's no fucking, it's, there's literally no rhyme or reason to any of why. But I mean, yeah. Triple H just handed that man nothing but nothing but, you know, just hitters. Nothing but hits. Ready made talent. Ready made like talent. Hitters who are over hitters. And all and all that's been happening is a reliance on, and this is full circle, the nostalgia dilemma. And all we've done is mm. is, is is feed those same people that Triple H made to to, you know, to send up the domain to continue. And for the, the furtherance of his company and his brand and, and 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 what it executes, and all you did was feed those people to Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg, The Undertaker, you know, like just niggas that need to be in wheelchairs. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's right. Like here, case in point. Look at and I understand these are smart cities, quote unquote. But I'll explain that away after. Look at the fucking reactions. People used to get on the call-ups from NXT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The revival. Yeah. Oh, that was huge. The night after Mania. That crowd went up mm-hmm. when Say Yeah hit. <laughs> that crowd went crazy. Mm-hmm. When, much as I hated them, Enzo and Cass came out to confront the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. That crowd mm-hmm. went stupid. Mm-hmm. Knew every single word. And now somebody's going to say, well, those are smart crowds and post-WrestleMania crowds where all the smart people are. Here's why that matters the most. Because you, if you can convince that crowd mm-hmm. that these people are superstars, guess what? The general audience is going follow. to follow fucking suit. When people appear on TV and are made to look like big deals, guess what? The general audience is going to think of them and accept them and take them as big fucking deals. Period. It's when you fuck it up <laughs> and have them become fucking... <laughs> Dracula on Becky for no goddamn reason. <laughs> it's when you do dumb shit like oh that and you book a terribly, terribly booked elimination chamber. Like she should she have wrecked scared. everyone. She should have run through it, but it was just put together so horribly. And then you have her lose the first <laughs> big match she has. Talking about Shana. The first. You're telling us, well, this is an NXT superstar that doesn't equal anybody on this roster, so don't really need to care about her. Shayna ain't done shit since then until she got into a tag team with Nia. And that was a thrown-together thing out of nowhere. And now she out here running scared and tripping over uh, tree roots and shit like a white woman. And and not for nothing. Now she's Cindy from Scream. (laughs) Not for nothing. Not, Not for nothing. They called up Braun Strowman when he was... Oh, not I won't say overweight, but he was a little bit thicker. 
He was green as as baby doo-doo. He had every bit of one and a quarter match. And that man learned his craft, got, mm. got mm. over, mm-hmm. got good, mm. uh, swore, swore fealty and complete allegiance to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Said if I when I when I hang up my boots here, they'll hung Atlanta. But whatever the case may be, when I put these boots up, they up. I ain't working for nobody else now. Of course, you'll say things when money when money get involved, things will change. But either way, that man was homegrown, did what he was supposed to do, exceeded expectations. And y'all snipped that man. Fuck in all, your most profitable years ever. Fuck all the feel goods. <laughs> fuck all the feel goods and fuck, you know, they, 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 they get along with Vince backstage and all that. That, I don't care what anybody says on, on paper or publicly, that stings. There's no way around it. No, absolutely. It's yeah, no way absolutely. fucking around he, it. He absolutely feels some kind of way. Oh, he, I absolutely. Mean, I know he does because even when Mark Henry was talking about going to AEW and, 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 the, and the talk that him and Vince had about, you know, him leaving... It's it's still Mark because Mark was twenty five years in, born and bred WWE, and when they got time to give him an executive position in the back, which is something that Vince should be able to make the, the, the shots to do, which makes me wonder. Like I said again, how how much in control Vince still is, because he could, he could have given that man a position, but if this is all in the, in Khan's hands at this point, maybe not. I don't know, but that was all Mark wanted was to get into the production piece of things, and he let Mark walk. So and, and I, that's so and, stupid and I, because and I you know have, that he uh, loves Mark. I I know because I've been around Mark Henry and I know that he loves Mark Henry. I know that he does. But absolutely, he let that man walk. So loyalty aside, and it, it makes no sense point, because you know, have people like Bronson Reed around who could absolutely use a Mark Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, Omos could use a Mark Henry. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of guys. I mean, uh, t- uh, Otis could use a Mark Henry. Yeah. It's tons of guys. It might have taken Mark Henry a while, but when it clicked, baby, it clicked. Ooh, it clicked. That Hall of Pain. Ooh, it cl- Oh, my God, it clicked. That was a run. That was a run. It clicked. And that retirement speech. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, the salmon Brazil. You can t- you can't tell me there isn't a space for Mark Henry backstage somewhere doing something. Jason fucking Jordan has a producer role. <laughs> and no Sade to, to Jason Jordan at all, at all. But you've had about three cups of coffee here in this company. And I know it's because he got injured, and I know that. But if you can find a space for Jason Jordan, yeah, whose experience is shit in comparison to a Mark Henry in comparison, and you have him running around telling wrestlers how to wrestle and what to do in the goddamn ring, you can't find a space for him. And then you have, like you said, this man pledge allegiance to the goddamn company and to you. And say, I'll never wrestle for anybody else. This is where I'm at. When it's time for me to go, I'm going to leave it right here in the WWE ring. And you let him go, citing budget cuts in your most profitable years ever. 
you can't tell me. I don't care. As you said, what you say online, you are pissed and you are hurt. Yeah. And you have every right to be both. You have every right to be every both. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I've been, I've been let go, you know, uh, from a job before. Um, and the ones that sting the most are when you get let go and your perform. It's not because of your performance. It's not because of anything you've done right. wrong. That stings for a while. It takes about a good year to get over. Now, what does help most is when you land something else and you're making even more money. I mean, hey, that helps you get. But even when you're doing that and you and you're working and you're doing something that you love and you're making more money somewhere else, um, it sometimes it's still hard because you want to reap the seeds you sowed in that particular field and garden. Now, that is not how life works. You don't get to decide where your blessing comes from, where your next opportunity comes from. And the universe can you can be sowing seeds over here and planting over here and the universe rewards you over there. Sometimes you got to get out of yourself, out of your bag. But that takes time because ego and pride and all the things that are, you know, flesh about us and, you know, carnal about us are, are, are going to act up because, motherfucker, I put in work here. I put in time here. I've risked my body and my health here, you know, and for what? For you to tell me that when it's when it's time that when it's time to look at how much money is in the bag, I'm a line item that is no longer needed. Expendable. That lets that Ooh. that says to you you're expendable because sure, I'll allow an AEW to try to get you by letting you go. That means I don't really think you're think that much of you. That's what that says. Yeah. Because again, there had to be money to cut somewhere else and while Alistair back Alistair Black and Ruby and Lana and all of them were shockers as well and and really nonsensical when you get to a level of a Braun Strowman who they ain't selling merchandise like Braun Strowman is right they aren't attached at the hip to this company like Braun Strowman is like right. he is a very recognizable face he is a wrestling superstar y'all have made him so and he has put in the work to make himself so as well right because he it wasn't given that at first at all it wasn't but y'all and y'all cut him because <laughs> budget cuts. and then sent a text to his people and was like yo because we need to save some money we let Braun go wait what people did they send that to they sent a text. John Laurinaitis sent a text to the roster saying, we let go Braun, Lana, da-da-da, do the budget cuts. That's how everyone found out. <sighs> through, a, through, a, through a mass text. Girl. Girl, 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 girl. Yes. That's how everyone found out. Is there- and a few, I forget who it was. Someone tweeted, uh, oh, it was uh, Peyton Royce. Um, when that came out, she just tweeted heartless. She had to be talking about that. And then you got, and then you got fucking the, um, the gorillas of destiny over here tweeting. Well, thank you, new Japan for never letting us go during the pandemic or after. (laughs) Right. I mean, did AEW cut anybody during the pandemic? Like, 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 did did they, they didn't They didn't have a blitz firing. I think they, you know, if they let go, somebody was for like no. that. That that person did something specifically. That person got let go. But like a mass firing yeah. during the pandemic, I don't recall AEW doing no. that. I don't recall. I don't. They released nobody from their contract. I don't recall hearing ROH or TNA doing that. 
Nope, sure didn't. Not a single one of them did. That is disgusting. The biggest company with the most money ever is the only one that did. The only one that did. And mind you, let me tell you something. As an entrepreneur, you know, and running around and with the work that I was doing and in the middle of COVID and whatnot, that was my concern was like, damn, I got to get insurance. You know what I'm saying? So I have, you know, I have insurance, but knowing that WWE employees in terms of the talent wrestlers have to get their own insurance and whatever, you know, level of insurance that they need is provided by the amount of money that they make because, you know, they're a professional wrestler. And then you cut their income. You cut their income that they used to pay for their insurance in the middle of a pandemic. You know, that's something I have not heard but that is absolutely true. In the middle of a pandemic, you essentially squashed their health care. And I'm sure that they save money. I'm sure they say, you know, that, that that's prioritized right, right. up there. But like if you got a family and you got three, four, five kids, or you got, you know, mm-hmm. your mama and your aunties on your on your on your plan as well, too, whatever the case may be, that's now an expenditure you gotta look at and go, okay, hold on. I gotta take pull from my savings, I gotta pull from my 401k. Or maybe I got enough savings to take care of it. But most people, you know, when you, you make X amount of money, you're also floating X amount of things. Yeah. And whenever someone That's cuts that, 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 that level of money from you, now you got to step back and look at what, what do I keep? What can I keep? And yeah, for a company that I know that doesn't provide insurance in a pandemic, you're cutting people's income in a pandemic that they used to provide their own insurance. That's just... just that those dots connect for me, and that's pretty fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. Wow. Let's find um, a positive note to end on. Because, <laughs> because let's we, we are the, the is this depression mania um part two? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, I'm gonna throw out really quick two because we have gone um we've gone Broadway here um <laughs> one from Raw, one from SmackDown. I um. RK bro, yes. Amazing. Yes. Just continue giving it all to me. It is so stupid the things that they're having <laughs> Riddle do, but it fits so well. He has the face for it. He has the voice for it. It's just like it all fits. He had on two shirts. <laughs> he had on two shirts. He had on two shirts. Oh my God! Because Randy uh, doesn't uh, wear shirts or pants. I or said, pants. "Get me out of it. like." No, Raw was good until the ending. Yes, it was. No, it absolutely was. Raw, it absolutely Raw was. was cute until the ending, and I was like, I mean, even Drew's like I, I, slicing I, the table in half, quote unquote, with his sword. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Bobby in that double bursting suit was enough for me to ignore even that. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That was as that was. Is he a baby face? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Drew, Drew, Drew is the baby face, right? Because you you pull out a full fucking sword in the ring where there are several women. <laughs> There are people, period. And you have and you, and you swing <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, over 
over on SmackDown. Brilliance. Listen, brilliance. Just listen, brilliance. Listen. Just brilliance. This Roman, Jimmy, and Jay story. I, when Roman called Jimmy J, I <laughs> hollered. I hollered. I say, yo. <laughs> The the passive aggressive asshole pulling Jimmy <laughs> towards him. Oh, not Jimmy. The, look, I just did it. The passive aggressive pulling Jay towards him and dropping season Jay's head. Like, remember, I said they not gonna know which one you are. Oh, I think I just did that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I guess you know if I can't tell which one is which, we know they can. Makes you think everyone else we is know going to? And when that didn't work. Getting in the ring, wrecking shop, and then running up on him like nigga. <laughs> like flexing on him. And then like, you know, you my you my right hand man, you my boy still. So I'ma turn back around and I'ma still whoop this nigga Dominic's ass. I'ma pick him back up and whoop his ass. Up. Back to work. Nigga, sign me up. Brilliant. Roman Reigns is the best thing in wrestling. Amazing. Period. I don't care what um, nobody says. Uh, he'll, I won't even say heel leaning, but cash shit talking uh, street profits. Love it. I love the picture with them in MVP recently. I wouldn't mind it at all. I wouldn't mind it at all. Wouldn't mind it at all. I love Macho Madness Bailey. She's losing her fucking mind. <laughs> she, is, <laughs> she is squirrel shit crazy. I, to, the point that this, uh, to the point that Bianca was like, girl, what are you even laughing at, girl? <laughs> what, what, what's the, when you keep in and cat cat, like, what, what's going on? Like, SmackDown is just that. It's that girl. Yeah. SmackDown is that girl. SmackDown is definitely that. Um... I, I love. I don't. I'm, I don't even mind Apollo anymore. Like I love Apollo in this gimmick now. Uh, I, yeah, I, SmackDown, give it to me. But like I said, Raw felt like it had Smack, almost like it had SmackDown or NXT writers for a second. Even the Miz in this wheelchair was hilarious at the oh beginning. Oh my god, I'm going <laughs> to ramp in slow motion. <laughs> Oh my god! And I love that John John Morrison has his own version of arrogance. That fucking drip stick. I just I people hate the word voice, and the fact that he finds every fucking reason <laughs> to use the word voice. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And whatever kind of coffee, whatever whatever kind of coffee, coffee been drinking. Yeah. That's it, right? Whatever kind of coffee Kofi been drinking, keep on drinking it, because brother, brother, brother yeah. said, let me, let me, let me remind y'all. Let me lay, uh, look, look, Daniel Bryan is, is out of pocket <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm gonna show y'all how I'm gonna be Daniel Bryan for y'all for a second. I'm gonna show y'all that I can clock in. Let me, let me, let me, right, let uh, me remind y'all. I can y'all. clock in and click up whenever need be. And I love this. Right, I love the moment him and MVP had again. Back to MVP again. Uh-huh. I love the moment that they had backstage. I was like, oh, yes, right. using actual history outside of the company. Yeah. Because we've all seen the video of him and Shad watching Kofi Mania. Yeah, I uh, love it. Yeah, that that was great. Continuity, continuity. What, what about that? Continuity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the that's really the one thing we haven't seen at this point. Seven and change years into the new day is a tease of a split. Yeah, that's what that was. Um, I, I it shouldn't it shouldn't happen. Yeah, but I don't mind the yeah, I don't mind the tease, and I don't not even I mean like if it did happen, woo, heartbreaking. But um, I mean that 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 that, that there's there's no they, they ain't gonna they're not, but it's mm-hmm. no other it's no other stream 
in the active roster, you could pull that would have the emotional impact of a New Day breakup. Dear God. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Dear um, God, that would hurt. We should have mentioned them when we started naming people who are still Teflon because the amount of money they make for the company, they ain't going nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and especially the fact that they know good and goddamn well that Co- that uh, Xavier Woods don't need the WWE at this point. No, Mama is made. At all. <laughs> Mama is at made. All. <laughs> My, not, as all. long as Kofi been there, I'm sure Kofi's uh, uh, account is at Wells Fargo is just quite nice as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. I'm, but I mean, you let them go, then Exa- all Xavier does is bring Kofi in to up, up, down, down Ooh. because he's a huge gamer. Big Ooh. E over here been doing been doing voice voiceover work on HBO Max for that cartoon mm-hmm. and shit. He, they, they are fine, but they still make mad money. For the company, yeah, the new day, just as the new day, they're not going over the new day. The N O the N O I E family, Randy Orton, <laughs> Charlotte Flair, yeah, 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 Becky Lynch, yeah. Seth Rollins. You can stop there. Those may be the only untouchables. <laughs> yeah, you can stop there. Um, yeah, other than that, um, my Twitter is officially a hit row stand account. <laughs> Um, I am. I, I got the merch. I am all the way clocked in. I'm four that's, weeks. I am like a month behind on NXT. I'm probably going to look at some of it tonight. Um, Ooh, wow. I know. When, when do I have time? You know, I, listen. When do I have? I time? get back to work on the seventeenth. I start traveling again for work. So, right, I'm, I'm gonna be right there with your brother. And I've been working this entire time. So, like, when do yeah. between like was running four businesses, a podcast, Airbnb, like. When do I, yeah, 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 no, I, I've been blessed that you know my company didn't go under during the pandemic, even though we've been on pause. But <laughs> we know, amen, but y'all didn't God go bless up. everyone <laughs> who hasn't been fortunate, you know, God bless y'all, and hopefully, y'all are as fortunate, but yeah, um. You, you, we started this with the um, with a hymn, um, <laughs> shall we end <laughs> with a with a gospel number? <laughs> What what do you want to end joyful, with? Joyful, joyful. <laughs> <laughs> we adore thee, God of glory, God of life. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee. Mm-hmm. Hail mm-hmm. thee as the Son of God. Well, yes, yes. You can find me on the Twitters at <laughs> Roberts underscore rules. How we, wait, wait, how we go from Devil Chance last week? <laughs> Because <laughs> you were up here speaking to Satan, and I let it be known I don't know then. What you're talking about. I let it be known then that Jesus and the tune of SWV was the one for me. <laughs> Send us out. <laughs> so you can find us at <laughs> bcashit underscore for the eye on Twitter, um, Roberts underscore rules, reverse underscore real. We'll be there if you need us. Check out. Uh, the uh, round two of the cash shit will be coming up pretty soon as well. Uh, excuse me, a round two and three, um, and then a delay on four. But uh, we'll be in you guys' ears, and and then until then, this is the cash shit podcast. Send me salacious DMs. Oh Christ. <laughs> <laughs>